Everyone, welcome to episode 269 of Sports with Friends. My name is Seth Everett. Glad you're subscribing. Glad you're listening. This is going to be fun. We have a Hall of Famer on the show today. Donnie Shell, member of the Steel Curtain defense, 1974 to 87. He's in this year's class for the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Now, they canceled the ceremony because of COVID. And obviously, that's for health reasons, and I understand why that has happened. And I'm glad that the Hall of Fame is not doing this kind of thing virtually. Wait. I mean, you can wait. And Donnie Shell will be inducted next year, but he's a part of this year's class. So we are honored to have Donnie Shell with us now. I want to also say that Donnie has recently joined an organization called Dedication to Community. And I have talked about this on my Twitch show, and you can find the Twitch show at twitch.tv slash Seth Everett. There's also a podcast on the Underdog Network called Center of Attention. We've talked to uh, Dedication to Community is also known as D2C, and M. Quentin Williams is the founder of it, and he's a great guy, and he's a friend, and he's the guy who introduced me to Mr. Shell, and we're thrilled to talk about that as well. So, D2C is one of the reasons it's about social justice. It's about a lot of the things that you've been seeing in the news. And these are good people. These are really, really good people. Donnie Shell started 11 straight years for the Steelers and was selected to the all-time team, the College Football Hall of Fame, the NFL Silver Anniversary Super Bowl team, the NFL Strong Safety Career Leader in Interceptions with 51, and like we mentioned, the Steel Curtain. Donnie Shell, this is quite a thrill. Thank you so much for doing this. How, how are you? How's quarantine life been, and and, and what's been keeping you busy? Oh, uh, doing 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 great, Seth. Uh, just been on the board of trustees of my school and running my foundation, the Donnie Shell Scholarship Foundation, keeping me quite busy. I would imagine that when things shut down, fundraising is the hardest thing in the world to do. How have you guys been able to capitalize and keep people's attention during such a crazy time? Well, we just had a, fir- uh, a virtual event about a week ago, and uh, on, on Facebook, we did pretty good. Our sponsors responded, and we had a great time with it. Uh, we couldn't do our annual golf tournament, so we had to do something virtual. Yeah, everything's been virtual, and I, you know, it's better. You, I mean, I, I miss the golf tournaments. I miss all the the, the things. You know, um, let me ask you a question. When you saw what the NFL was going to be doing this year uh, in terms of their protocols and all that stuff, and, you know, they had a hiccup last week. If you're listening to this, the week it's been uh, released, you know, there were a couple of games rescheduled and such like that. What was your take on it? Did you think that they were biting off more than they could chew? Or are you like me, like saying, all right, let's see what your numbers are. Let's see how you pull us off. No, Seth, everybody's trying to figure out COVID-19 and nobody has figured it out yet. Uh, I think the NFL has done a great job in putting protocols and things in place. It's a very fluid um, a virus and, and no one can figure it out. I mean, we had meetings at our school, we put things in place, uh, but our president told us that, look, this is very fluent. It may change next week. So um, I think they're doing the best they can. It's 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 hard. It, it, there's there's no secret about it. Uh, you also have a new partnership. Uh, M. Quentin Williams is a longtime friend, and you are going to be doing a lot of things for social justice. And I know that's one thing that you are quite passionate about. 
And I want to let you set the stage because I want to find out what drove you to, you know, meet Q. First of all, Q is a great guy. He's been on my Twitch <laughs> show a bunch and uh, we need to get him on the podcast as well. Um, but tell me, set the stage, set the floor. And I'll, I, 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 I know, I, I know a lot, but I want it to be your story, how you got involved with Q, but also what social justice means to you. Well, you know, it, uh, I got involved with Q a, a long while ago. When I started uh, my, my um, celebrity golf tournament, I invited Q down and he came down and we began to talk about different things and what he was doing. I was always supported uh, D2C, uh, just never been a part of it uh, from a working standpoint. And he, he's all about building relationships and respect. You have to have respect before you can build relationships. Uh, and then you, you, you're talking about law enforcement. So building relationship with law enforcement in the community. It's a lot of broken relationships uh, out there. And he's talking about building those relationships and trying to find out why they are, why are they broken? And so you need, you need some uh, type of reconciliation. So I think that's what he's after. Um, I've been in the social justice uh, area since the, the early, four years born probably back in 1960s. <laughs> That's where I, 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 I thought that's where you were going to go. And I wanted you to say it because I didn't want to talk about when I wasn't alive. I can talk about when I am alive, but, and I'm not young, <laughs> I'm 46, but, uh, but I love, I love that uh, you've had that passion and what's different than, than what it is now. Now it seems, I, I don't know. I don't know. It just, I, I can't compare it. You can, it feels uglier, but but tell me what you think. I, I think what's different now, you, you got more cultures involved. And back in the early 60s, it, was, it, was, it seemed like those just the African-American, uh, the black community was involved in trying to, trying to do and trying to uh, um, uh, just uh, march for our equal rights. Now you got cultures, all different types of cultures involved with, uh, with the protests. Uh, and peacefully protesting uh, uh, their right to do uh, and get trying to get things done and trying to uh, make change. So I think that's that's what I see the difference is, is that now we got more people involved and also now we got social media, you got a platform, we got a different platform to speak from. Yeah, social media is definitely something that has, has been around. Um, the ceremony has been postponed, but congratulations on the Pro Football Hall of Fame Centennial Class of 2020. Um, I would imagine when you got that phone call, COVID-19 was not in your mind. <laughs> I don't think it was in any of our minds, Seth. But, uh, you know, when I got the call, I was really excited, uh, you know, and then they postponed it. And I said, well, you know, I waited this long, so I was, <laughs> was, was waiting to 2021. But I'm excited. I'm glad they postponed it because now uh, the people that attend, hopefully next year, will experience the full experience of Canton and the Hall of Fame. And you have to be able to hug one another, socialize with one another to get that feeling that they exhibit at the Hall of Fame. Yeah, I, I mean, look, the Hall of Fame is an emotional time, and it's not just emotional for the, 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 the people getting inducted. I mean, there's fans, there's family members, there's teammates that I'm sure you want to have be a part of it, and there's so many aspects of it. You don't want to half do it. You know what I mean? Like, I, I get, 
I get fundraisers that are virtual and I understand and you guys are doing the best you can, but something as big as a hall of fame, I have to think you have to do it when life is somewhat back to normal. Yes. And that, that's, uh, that's what we're all waiting for. And, and they will have a great time once that time comes and they come and enjoy the hall of fame. I know um, when I presented Tony Dungy, I had that experience right in the parade and meeting different people in the community and just having a conversation with people. So it makes a difference. And now a message from our friends at Bet Online. The wait is finally over. Football is back. You might not be at a game this year, although some of you might be. You can still be in on the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on everything imaginable this season, from game spreads to totals to team, player, and coaching props. Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any place online. You can get in on their season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on win, division, and championship futures today. This week, the 3 0 Seahawks travel to Miami to take on the Dolphins. The Baltimore Ravens taking on their local rival, the Washington football team. The Indianapolis Colts take on the 3-0 Chicago Bears. And the Buffalo Bills travel to Los Angeles to face the Raiders, while the New England Patriots take on Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs. Bet Online, our good friends and exclusive partner at Podcast One, Bet Online to take advantage of the best bonuses in the business. Visit betonline.ag. And don't forget the promo code PODCAST1 for your sign-up bonus. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. I was going to get to the uh, Donnie Shell Scholarship Foundation that you referenced, but you brought up Tony Dungy. Uh, he is a very important person in your life, but you are triply important in his life. Um, I heard stories. Q hooked me up and he told me some stories about <laughs> the two of you guys and you're thick as thieves. And the fact that you were able to mentor him um, and he went on to do great things as well. Uh, it just I, if you could put into words, I I I don't want to do a story that sounded as emotional as it did justice. Well, I've been knowing Tony since 1977 when he came in the National Football League. We were roommates uh, in training camp, and um, uh, Bill Nunn had to bring Bill Nunn into this, the scout up there, and who's, matter of fact, up for the Hall of Fame this year. It should be a slam dunk oh, <laughs> for, for Bill Nunn and his, all his work he's done with the historical black colleges. But but Tony was transitioning uh, from uh, an All-American quarterback to um, – uh, defensive back and they thought uh, I could help him. So uh, they roomed us together. So we had some great conversations and he was just watching film one uh, day in practice. And I was asking, I said, what do you want to be? He said, you know, I, I want to be a coach. I said, a coach? I said, your, your dad got, is a PhD. Your mother's an English teacher. Your, 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 your sister's an OGBYN and your brother's a dentist and you want to coach. He said, yes, Donnie, that's what I want to do. So, but he caught mononucleosis in the uh, in training camp, and, and as a rookie, you know reps are important. If you miss time, then you you may not make the team. So he was very fretful of that, and um, I just kind of pulled him aside one day. I said, you know, Tony, you know, you said football is very important to you, but do you think you might be putting the football before the Lord? 
And he thought about that thing, man. He stroked his chin and said, hey, man, you know what? I never thought about that, Donnie. I said, you know, he has a plan for your life. And, if you know, if it's for football, it's for football. And, you know, the mononucleosis can't stop it. So um, he took it to heart. And he said that really helped him as we were talking um, uh, and having a conversation. He said that really prioritized my life, Donnie. I started putting the Lord first in everything that I do. And it has... Uh, taken him uh, very far he was just featured in the documentary on Aaron Hernandez and I thought he portrayed what he tried to do for Aaron Hernandez so well and to think that you're a guy who mentored him and what he's doing around the league I think he's actually doing more good since he left the football field and it's not Sunday night football It's, it's more than that he's done some really remarkable things yeah, that, that, and, and that's what it's all about. You, you're soaring into other people's lives, uh, Seth, and that's what uh, uh, D2C is trying to do. We're trying to meet with the, the coaches and the players and use their platform to sow into law enforcement lives, to sow into the community lives and bring everybody together and work together. And you, you never know who that next person is going to be that's going to be something great. And that's, that's what I'm a teacher by, I'm in education by trade. And that's what you like to do. You like to soar into your students' lives and see them uh, go beyond you. And Tony has greatly has, uh, exhibited that. You are uh, one of four uh, players from South Carolina State. And I see your T-shirt there. So I, I, had, to, I had to reference. <laughs> but I had to give you these names. I mean, Harry Carson, Deacon Jones, Marion Motley, and yourself. I mean, you're talking about you guys know how to hit. They they teach tackling at South Carolina State. Oh, absolutely. We have some great teachers uh, in the classroom and also on the football field. Uh, <laughs> coach Willie Jeffries and uh, was our coach, and we, we had some great defenses down there. And um, you know, Mickey Sims was a tackle, played for Cleveland Browns. I think he's deceased now, but he's six six. He's about three hundred and twenty pounds. Uh, so we had some great athletes, and we had a great time. And uh, we still enjoy uh, ourselves because we built a bond with each other. And, and uh, that's what I think going to HBCU schools do for you. Uh, it helps you build a bond. You keep that bond for a lifetime. It, 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 it's, it's fascinating. I, I, think, I think that uh, you can see that there is such pride that comes from uh, schools like that. And it's, and it's, it, it's amazing. I, I have a student, I teach a podcasting class at Syracuse and there's a student who wants to do a podcast on HBCU schools and which ones are the most reputable and what people who don't know and 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 just you know to further that message because I think the more people know about things that are not that that people are not familiar with uh, it's it it really gets you know, it, it really goes somewhere and it really um, I think it's the way acceptance is ever going to come. I, I think that's what has to happen. And, you know, I've heard of South Carolina State, you know, from my years covering sports and that and that that's what brought it in for me. But there's not a lot of people who don't cover sports, who don't get exposed to, to, to those types of schools or if you're not a football fan or, or, or whatnot, you know, football brings notoriety. Let's uh, transition uh, the Donnie Shell Scholarship Foundation foundation excuse me um the genesis when did you come up with it and and what was your motivation then and now my wife and i paula and i my wife uh came up with five years ago um and uh we were 
we were motivated by, you know, when I was on the board of trustees, I saw that uh, in my school that students were very bright students, but financially they didn't have the means to pay for the college tuition. Uh, so we decided to start the Donnie Shell Scholarship uh, Foundation. And I saw where, uh, you know, when their parents were exhausting all their financial means, they needed GAP scholarships. So what we do says we provide those GAP scholarships, $1,000, $1,500, $2,500. Do you need a computer? Do you need special needs? And we'll come in and fill that gap uh, for them. And I'm, I'm very excited about it. And so if anybody wanna make a donation, no donation is too small, especially in the era of COVID-19. Uh, I just was sharing with one of our students. He said, Mr. Shell, can you help me? We sent her some money. She wanted just the basic necessities, uh, Seth. And um, you can give, go to johnnyshell.com, hit, uh, hit donate, and just donate, man, and just help these young people who are trying to obtain their college education. And I can identify with these students because I was one of them. I came from now, brothers and sisters, my parents couldn't afford to um, send me to school. And I happened to get a scholarship uh, in football and baseball, and um, I'm real thankful for that at SC State. It's amazing. And we will put the uh, the link to DonnieShell.com uh, in the show notes. So if you're listening to this podcast, uh, just check out whatever podcast app you use, whether it's Apple, Stitcher, Spotify, whatever it is, there's there's show notes. And, uh, you know, I know a very handsome fellow that writes those. And uh, I'll put, we'll put the link to in the in the show notes so you can click uh, directly to that. Um, Appreciate it. Tell me about. The Pittsburgh Steelers in the late 70s and the early 80s, when you're winning champions and you're the king of, of football and the part of the, the steel curtain defense that has to this day gone unmatched. Um, when you look back at those years, uh, what comes to mind? What, what do you take away from that? Uh, Seth, we had great athletes, but more importantly, we had great men of character. That's what I remember. And then also, um, we built relationship and camaraderie uh, that lasted uh, over all these 40 some years. Um, but we had great competitors. We were very competitive in practice. I think that really had a carryover value into our games. That's the way we played when we, when we uh, had to play our opponent. Uh, but most of all, uh, those guys cared about, we cared about each other uh, and, we, and we loved one another. And, and, and I, th I like the thing I like about the locker room is that it doesn't matter whether you're black, or white, or what, what your nationality is. When you're in the locker room, you're a team and you work together. Uh, you work together as a team. And uh, that's what that really taught me about uh, uh, playing football and, and being a part of a team. When you uh, saw all your years, you played 201 games for the Steelers. Um, and the only thing that I noticed is that if you played 200 games for the Steelers, you probably played 200 of them with Mike Webster. And I was curious and, you know, I, I don't want to, I'm glad what we talked about before, because I didn't want to lead the podcast with this, but, um, what is your thought on the punishment that you took, that your teammates took, that Mike took? Um, while playing this game of football and whether or not the NFL does enough for its alum that, that for, for guys that are playing right now, 
to know what their futures are. You've done so well for yourself, um, you know, with the foundations and you're the director of spiritual life and you've done all these things. And now you're, you're involved with D2C and all these different, different things. But there has been so many players that have not had that benefit. Uh, what's your thought on all of that? It's kind of a broad subject, but I wanted to let you take it where you wanted. Yeah, I, th- I think the NFL has done a great job. It's, it's come a long way. I, uh, I was in uh, player development with the Carolina Panthers for 15 years, and that's what we did. Uh, we provided uh, continued education, internships, and family assistance programs uh, for the players and their spouses. So, and, and to help them not only uh, uh, deal with football life, but a life after football when they transition. So I, I think they've grown those programs uh, uh, now, and uh, they're doing a pretty good job with them, but you have to take advantage of them. I spent half my time down in the locker room convincing players to go back to school, get the education, do an internship, do this. You have to take advantage of, of what's been provided for you. And the football toll, I mean, everybody takes a toll when you, when you, when you play the game of football. It's just, that's just the nature of the game. You just, you just hope you come out where you can, uh, I just pray that I can uh, just give me, let me walk and, and spend time with my grandchildren, which I am mm-hmm. able to do now. Right. But uh, football is a very physical sport. But uh, also they, they have a player's trust fund now. Uh, they buy for you. You can go and get physical checkups and stuff. And if guys need help uh, paying for their bills and things, that you can get help and assistance. So they really broaden player development from, um, from alumni standpoint. We'll get back to Sports with Friends in just a moment. But first, did you know that I have another podcast that I do? It's like Sports with Friends, but it's a little different. It's about the superhero sci-fi universe. I have been a fan of comic books, animation, movies. And when I started the Hall of Justice podcast, we wanted to do it for adults. Why did I name it the Hall of Justice? Because if you're old enough to know what the Hall of Justice is, you're our demographic. The idea of the show is to take the same passion that fans have for sports, but to bring it to the superhero genre. We have movie reviews where we spoil the movie. No worry, we warn you so that you can see it first. We also have celebrity guests where we interview actors, voice actors. The Hall of Justice podcast comes out every Thursday wherever you get your podcasts. Do you think that this sport needs to put more precautions? Does the game need to change even more? I mean, the penalties are such that it's such an offensively driven league and can't argue with their numbers. The ratings are through the roof and it's become this juggernaut where when you played, it competed with the other sports. And now it's, it's, it, there's not even a competition. Um, what about the idea that the on-field play needs to protect players more? Well, I, I think they put those put those rules in uh, in place. Uh, I, I tell you, I, I wouldn't want to play now because I wouldn't have any money until I get fined every time I hit <laughs> hit somebody. But uh, I, <laughs> I think they're a little more they're a little over cautious, but uh, necessary. The new rules are necessary to uh, preclude someone from getting hurt uh, permanently. So I think they're doing a pretty good job there. And I think what they do also, Seth, is they assess uh, what they've done every year. I think. They take a look at it and they and they try to make it better. Do you um do you watch the game with the same fervor that you did, or do, have you kind of detached yourself because it's been so many years since you played? No, man. I, 
I was a Steelers fan when I played. I'm a Steelers fan now. And, and matter of fact, I told my wife, she said, come on, let's go watch the, the game uh, yesterday. I said, the Steelers, they got, they got postponed. I'm not one looking at it. <laughs> right. they, got, they got postponed. And I thought uh, the best line uh, was from Saturday Night Live when Michael Chase says, uh, uh, you know, 10 members of the Tennessee Titans tested positive and uh, cancel the season, says the New York Jets. And I thought that was that was a great line because they're 0 and 4. Oh no, you can't have this foot. This football can't go on in this time of COVID. Cancel it right now, and then the, nobody would know how, how bad uh, they they truly are. So it it's it's wild to see. Um, everybody wants it so badly, and I know they wanted the other sports, but it's not like football and college football. People are so yeah. passionate about college sports. And, you know, those are those kids are not getting paid. And I feel very differently about those kids. I I'm worried about college football in pros. These guys had a, a chance to opt out and they get paid handsomely. Yeah, you, you just got to look at it and make your own individual decision, I, I think. And it, it, it's, uh, it's a tough decision. You know, some leagues uh, uh, kind of cancel and then they all suddenly restart it. And um it takes a. Uh, I was talking to our AD at South Carolina State University. It takes a toll mentally on the on the players because you're used to um, preparing and having uh, summer practices and entering into the fall season, and now you know some um, has postponed that to the spring. So how's that going to look? So here's, here we're talking about here's COVID again, controlling the situation, dictating the situation. So we're in unprecedented times. Yeah, there's no uh, no no question uh, uh, about it. Um, when you see players, um, and I'll I'll wrap it up with this because it'll tie back into uh, D2C. When you see players using their platform, whether it's social media or it's um, uh, you know actions on the field in Colin Kaepernick or or or, or whatnot, when you see um, them using players using their voice and having united clubhouses. So it's not just the black players, it's the white players, it's the Asian players, it's all the different players. What about the idea that uh, social justice can be a very big unifying thing? And I think it's been a rallying cry for a lot of the current teams. Well, I, I agree. I mean, when, you know, when basketball is sit out and then play, they, have, they, they started the, the rally going and uh, I, I applaud them. You, you got a platform. If you're going to use it in a positive manner, manner to help people and, and encourage people, uh, I applaud them, man, for taking that stand. And they're trying to, they're trying to enact change. And that's, that's what I'm excited about. And, and um, I agree with that. That's, that. that's great to hear. How do you feel about social media? What, what, what's, your, what's your theory on, on uh, social media? Do you think it's a good thing? Do you think it's the cesspool that it sometimes is? What's your, what's your belief? Do you embrace it? And do you think that today's players should embrace it? Yeah, I, I think it's a great, I think it's a great thing, Seth, because, you know, we, we didn't have that when, I, when we played. We, uh, we, we couldn't go on social media and express our opinion and, and about what we uh, wanted to do. Uh, a lot of the NFL players uh, have foundations and they're active in the community. And that's one way of promoting that and getting your message out and, uh, and a positive message about helping people, and encouraging people um, uh, in their community and in law enforcement or wherever you are, you can, you can use that platform to encourage people. 
Well, it's great. How can people find you? How can people reach out? We, we gave out the website. We're going to put it in the show, show notes. Is that the best way for people to reach you? Do you do best Twitter? way to get me? Yeah, yeah. we on Facebook, Donnie Shell, the Scholarship Foundation Facebook page, um, uh, yeah, Twitter, um, uh, and, and our website. I think that's the that's the best way to uh, to reach out to us. All right, folks. Well, you heard it now. Your 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 job. If you have any questions for Donnie, if you uh, if you if you have great Steelers memories you want him to go through, reach out to him directly on Twitter and leave me the hell out of it. <laughs> Donnie, it's an honor. Congratulations on the Hall of Fame. Whenever the ceremony is there, we'll be rooting for you. And uh, again, uh, continued success with the foundation and the new venture with uh, Quentin Williams. Thank you very much. I appreciate you having me. That's Donnie Shell. Thank you for listening, folks, and thank you for subscribing. We appreciate it. As always, stay safe, stay at home as best you can, and we will have another Sports with Friends next week. If you want me to stay, I'll be around today to be available for you to see. I'm about to go, and then you'll know for me to stay I got to be me You'll never be in doubt That's what it's all about You can't take me for granted and smile Count my days, I'm gone Forget to reach me by phone Because I promise I'll be gone for a while When you see me again I hope that you have been The kind of person 